I begin today with well, probably oversharing about what pops up on my Facebook feed. I tell you about the Jeep that I don't own, but if I did, what I would never do with it. I tell you about a time in the sixth grade when someone gave me the most valuable thing I have ever owned, all on the way to answering the question, have you been deceived? Welcome to the Sky Pilot Podcast that explores questions of faith, spirituality, and religion. I'm Dan Matthews, and I don't have all the answers, but I do enjoy the questions. Welcome to the podcast where every question is an invitation into a spiritual quest, and you're invited along for the journey. Every once in a while, something new will pop up in my Facebook feed. If you have a Facebook account, then you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Sometimes it's a sudden and strange shift in advertising. When Facebook is trying to sell me, say, microphones, guitars, cameras, and scuba gear, yeah, I get it. Those are things I'm likely to click on, probably have clicked on, so they show me more of them the more I click. It's a little creepy to realize that they know so much about me, but I guess it's understandable. But every once in a while, Facebook and its all-knowing algorithms will start showing me, I don't know, let's pick something totally random, like paisley vinyl seat covers for a Jeep. I don't own a Jeep. If I did, it would never, never, never have paisley seat covers. You hear me, Facebook? Never! I mean it! We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for... No, I'm right, right. I'm good. I'm fine. We do not have to interrupt the program. I can go on, I promise. I'll settle down. And it isn't only advertising that Facebook will suddenly decide I'm interested in. Sometimes there are clips from a new TV show or, in the case that I'm talking about today, a TV show that evidently went off the air over five years ago. The show I'm talking about that has shown up on my Facebook feed frequently is called Hardcore Pawn, P-A-W-N, Hardcore Pawn. And it's mostly people coming into a pawn shop to pawn their valuables, then showing the conflict that ensues. Now, there is another pawn shop show called Pawn Stars. I know, I don't name them, so don't blame me. I'm just telling you about them. The two shows are about pawn shops, but Pawn Stars has more in common with Antiques Roadshow when compared to the one I'm talking about today. The show I'm talking about today has more in common with, well, unfortunately, Jerry Springer. In both Jerry Springer's show and Hardcore Pawn, conflicts are often ended with bouncers coming out to settle people down or just throw them out of the store. There is a reoccurring theme that shows up in almost every episode of this show that I've seen through my Facebook feed. Someone wants to pawn an item only to find out that they can't get what they want for it. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, that makes sense. Someone buys a ring, say, for $2,500, and when they go to pawn it, the pawn shop will only loan them $800 on this piece of jewelry, and they don't understand why they can't get the full retail value rather than a portion of it. But that isn't really what happens. Someone comes in with a gift from their grandmother, and it's a piece of jewelry that she gave them when they graduated from high school. Several diamonds, 24-karat gold, very, very valuable. Now, they're standing in front of the pawn shop worker, taking it off the finger, handing it over, and asking for $2,500. The piece is then inspected under a jeweler's loop, and the pawn shop worker then breaks the bad news. This isn't gold. These aren't diamonds. There's not enough value in this ring to make 
any loan, much less $2,500, then, then the conflict ensues. You calling my grandmother a liar? Because she told me that these were real diamonds and that was 24 karat gold in that ring. No, I don't know your grandmother. I'm not saying anything about your grandmother. I'm just talking about the ring in front of me, which contains neither real gold nor real diamonds. And there's always conflict that follows. This person has just discovered that one of their long-held beliefs has no value, at least in the way that they thought. Now, I've never had this experience at a pawn shop. Actually, I've never pawned anything at a pawn shop, so I don't know much about that. But I've actually had a surprisingly similar experience. I was in about the sixth grade, and there was an older couple that, well, that had befriended me and my sister, and we became kind of honorary grandchildren, I would say, in their lives. And we spent a lot of time in their home just hanging out with them. One day, I think it was my birthday, the woman presented me with a gold ring. It was a gold ring with a square of dark ruby-colored glass on the top of it and a single diamond set in the middle. I treasured that ring because she'd chosen to give it to me. I was just a kid. I knew I was just a kid, but she had chosen to give me something of truly remarkable value. And I knew it was real because she told me when she presented it to me that children are not normally given valuable, real, grown-up jewelry as a gift. But she saw how responsible I was, and she wanted me to have something truly nice for my birthday. I loved that ring. It was valuable, truly valuable. And the fact that it had been given to me meant that, well, meant that I was valuable, truly valuable. Now, I was a kid, and so I'll cut to the chase. I cracked the ruby glass. And I didn't want to disappoint the woman who'd given it to me, so I convinced my mom to take me to a jeweler to get it repaired. You see where this is going, and there is no surprise ending here. The cost of fixing it would have been far more than the value of the ring, which could have been purchased for a couple of bucks. It wasn't gold, it was brass, which explained why it was turning my finger green. The problem was that I had taken my value from something that turned out to be well, not what I thought it was. I was valuable in my mind. I was valuable because I'd been given this gift, because I owned something of great value. Now I discovered it wasn't real, and I had to reassess not just the value of the ring, not just my relationship with this woman, but really I had to reassess the value of myself. To me, this kind of encapsulates the journey of Lent that we're in right now. All of us, Every single one of us, without exception, has places in our lives where we will buy into something from which we have come to believe that we derive our value. I'm a doctor, and that makes me valuable. I got good grades in school. That makes me valuable. I'm beautiful. That makes me valuable. I work hard at my job. That makes me valuable. I'm devoted spouse and that makes me valuable. I'm a member of a particular club, and that makes me valuable. Obviously, we can go on and on and on with this list. When we place our self-worth in these things, they seem right. They promise to make us feel good and offer us a reason for being, and yet none of them actually can sustain us. 
There's nothing wrong with enjoying your job, being proud of your achievements in your career, loving being a parent, delighting in the relationships you enjoy in that club, whatever it is. Most of these can be healthy if you enjoy them. But, and here's the but, but that is not where you get your real intrinsic value. Lent, I think, at its core is to remind us where to place our focus, where we get our real value. Even before you were born, God knew you and took delight in your creation. God knows everything about you, even those things that you think no one knows. You hope no one will ever know. God knows those. And you are still loved. If there's one thing you learn, remember and internalize this season of Lent, and hopefully in your spiritual journey, I hope it is this. You were created by God. You are known and loved by God. And you need absolutely nothing else to give you value because you are a child of God. That's all for today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you get notified of future episodes. Also, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Just search for SkyPilot FaithQuest. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, my email address is dan at skypilot, S-K-Y-P-I-L-O-T. That's dan at skypilot.zone. And as always, I would love to hear from you. On your spiritual journey, may you ask questions, seek answers, and boldly go wherever the quest takes you. Thanks for listening to Sky Pilot Faith Quest. I invite you to send me a question or leave a review. And remember, the sign of a strong faith, solid religion, or healthy spiritual journey is not certainty, but that you keep asking questions. <laughs>